A podcast network. People, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Andras Jones is the host. I'm Calvin Johnson. Fairly inconsequential. (laughs) Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting. The songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity Radio Eight Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we've been diving into the catalog of Beat Happening, with a few exceptions, with this fantastic tribute band, Buttes. Woo! Oh, so, there they are. <laughs> they got they were afraid the robots would hear them and then, then they were who that band was. That's us. That's you. So and you are once again Chris Sand and Benta Grindy. Drew Featheralf. And Drew Featheralf. And you are now <clears throat> Benta, you already told us that you, you were learning about beat happening while learning the songs. This is how this is a great way to get to know a band. Are, is this the same thing with you, Drew? Yes. True. So the only person in this whole session who's a true aficionado of Beat Happening, other than Calvin and Brett, and Jenny to some degree, is your fearless leader, or fearful leader, really, right, Chris Sand. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, man, Roy. <laughs> but I don't want to... Uh, he's he's already let us know that he doesn't want... He's trying to fake his own death. We, I'm actually going to remove him from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Airbrush him out. Mm-hmm. No, no, but but so you in in terms of the band, you are the you're the the expert, the beat happening expert. I love that each time I've asked you what uh, what album there the song was from, you like a true fan, you knew immediately. It's not like you had to go look it up on Wikipedia or check your notes. You could probably do you have all the all the beat happening records? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a lot of records, but. Yeah, I'm you're from they're I'm a student. they're committed to to memory. You know, not even that. I uh, I just love their their essence. Kind of. Yeah, I know what I know. Yeah, I'm that way with Prince. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know everything. I just know that I like him. Do you feel like Prince and Calvin are similar? I put Calvin up there with Bob Dylan, Hank Williams, James Brown, Prince. Yeah. Oh, I knew. I actually didn't really thought about it, but he really does. I mean, dance is a big part of his expression in a way that, I mean, and I guess if you just heard the songs, you might not even know that. But if you've seen him, it's impossible to forget. 
Calvin's style of dancing is in a way like like we say with like Prince or James Brown. It's so it's unique. He it inspires you to want to dance like him. But I guess the difference between him and James Brown and Prince is that if you want to dance like Calvin, you can. Mm. Whereas if you want to dance like James Brown or Prince, <laughs> you're gonna have to work a little bit harder. And you might pull, you might pull some muscles I still doing those splits. I can't get Calvin's moves down. Roy can, but not I. Yeah, but I mean, really, like if he's if he's dancing on stage and you're in the audience, like don't you feel like you want like he's he's almost like I feel like he's kind of teaching you his dance moves, right? Yeah, but I just can't get him down. Well, that's just me. I believe in you, Sandman. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna give up on you. I believe. If you want to, you can. All right, I'll try. If the robots demand it, you must. <laughs> so, okay, well, we, we've got, we're down to one song left on the board. And we know we don't know what the last question is going to be, but we know what the last answer is going to be. What is the last answer? Teenage Caveman. Teenage Caveman. Now, who, who wrote down this question? I did. Okay, and do you feel, before we unveil it, do you feel like this is a, an appropriate answer? Quite possibly. Okay, well, that's a that's a fair answer. Yeah, it's nicer than just saying no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, gather around the paper fetish machine, paper fetishists. Enjoy it. Feels so good. Okay, take your hands out of your pants and listen to the reading of this question. The question is, what's the future of music? What's the future of music? And the answer is, Teenage Caveman. Sounds like the past and the future. Very possible outcome.
round my throat Teenage caveman Blind and without any hope Let's get primitive right now Down with the rocks and the dirt Let's bang our heads, girl Trade spits till it hurts Teenage caveman Rock wood, skin and bone Teenage Caveman from what Beat Happening record? I don't, <laughs> you turn me on. You turn me on. <laughs> and <laughs> that always happens. You, yeah. you give someone a compliment and then you set them up. To, I was going to guess. Yeah. So that and uh, that was the answer to the question from the the whole band, but written down by Benta is what is the future of music? I thought there was a there was a lot there. I gotta say, now every time I think about everything, I'm thinking about it in terms of this compelling idea of the robots and the, this AAA thing. So I can't help but think about that while in this in this the context of this question because it almost they they they're almost like twin questions. Mm. So what 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 were you thinking when you asked the question? Um, I think just you know you look at the very short history of recorded music and things that have happened in music because of that or sometimes people trying to carry on traditions from before that in spite of technology and 
just another area of society that's very uncertain. Like, you know, what, uh, what does technology imply for the future of culture? So I guess, yeah, that what, was... What do robots want to dance to? Yeah, right? yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. So, and, and what inspired choosing this song, Sandman? Uh, same, same process, just... It's easy? Yeah, a song that rocks. <laughs> do you feel like it? What do you think? What do you think he means by a teenage caveman? It's just a rock and roll song. I mean, beat happening is rock and roll to me. Like they do things their own way. They focus on teenagers. Uh, they focus on connection and uh, trade and spit till it hurts. And dancing. Dancing. Yeah. So, okay, well, I had a couple of ideas. Well, first of all, the idea of we cry alone, I think about it a lot that we're at a place where the tools of music making are so available to us and making it so, make it so easy to be able just to do it. In the same way, I guess, that Beat Happening did by whatever they did to make to like to to make being in a band seem easier mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh but particularly when i'm thinking about technology that there are way more i feel like there are way more artists than there are audience i feel like m- more and more we're all broadcasting and ve- and there's less and less of us actually listening so which goes back to brett's talk about respectful listening that i feel like i actually do feel like this is part of the the game of Radio 8 Ball is, is elevating the listener mm-hmm. to be, you know, the per, what you make of a song in this format is more important than what the songwriter's intention was in creating it, right? We repurpose it. Mm. And uh, so that, that I was thinking about that. I think about that a lot, but I, that idea of we cry alone is like, okay, the future of music is a bunch of people making music for themselves. Right. Right, that I list, I'm going to put all my work in this, and I'm going to listen to it, and then I'm going to dance to it, and I'm going to cry to it, and then someone in the next room is doing the same thing with their own music. Like we're all our own Beatles and our own Bob Dylan and our own Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then there was an <clears throat> there's another line. First of all, uh, there's another misspelling. It says I walk walked w o k walk to the sound of an angel rolling bones to the door but it means woke to the sound. But and you say, what's the future of music? The sound of angel, what is the sound of an angel rolling bones to the door? That was a very sp- sort of specific line about what something's going to sound like in the future. And we already, we were talking about angels and th- that at the very beginning of the show and uh, things you had said about angels and you know, it being in your song and in my song. But uh, what do you think is this? It's like a, a Zen koan. Mm-hmm. What is the sound of an angel rolling bones to the door? Or how do you hear flowers bloom? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and the gust of blood from the roar? What is the gust of blood from what it I think it's just pure libido. It's like these are yeah, songs it's like, about sex. Yeah, it's not a logical uh process to rock out, you know. And mm-hmm. like that might be one thing that humans have left that robots can't replicate. Is that like, uh, orgasm? 
uh, yeah, or like uh, that primal instinct. That that it doesn't necessarily to like cry out, right? You know, Kane, like caveman. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I was just talking to another local musician last night at a pretty wild rock show at Free Cycles, just like a kind of lo-fi community venue. And he was just saying that, um, like, in the last couple of years, he's just seen people really going all out with their music and creating, you know, creating as though they're the ones creating culture. You know, it's up to us. We're not going to, you know, the robots aren't going to make the culture for us. We're mm-hmm. the, we're our own artists. You know? Right. And so I see it kind of like as we alone cry, like we are the ones responsible for like addressing our own artistic needs maybe and getting back to these like primal elements. Also, I just think about that, like a caveman, it's like we're in our caves, Mm. like in our, you know, our little rooms with our computers and our whatever. We are all, we are kind of cave people. Sure. Right. Hmm. Okay. We got the strand of barbed wire twist around my throat theme. Yeah, we, uh, we've been, there's been a lot of that nooses. Okay, and what else you got for me, Sandman? Well, um, yeah, I had something, but it's gone. Yeah, then we'll just cut that out. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so well, we've had. I mean, there's been a there's just been a whole there's a whole uh, busload of synchronicity here. Uh, not just in. Like, there's been so much in this episode, but since we've recorded three episodes in a row, there's been a lot of things that I haven't even talked about. If you're listening and you're thinking, why didn't he mention that synchronicity with the thing that was asked in two shows ago? It's because it would just get too complex here. And I'm trusting that you listeners are doing that work for me. Like, a lot of of times there's... I try and point out all the synchronicities, but also sometimes I like to leave what I think of as, like, low-hanging sink fruit... Mm. So that you and the audience are don't don't get frustrated that we're not getting it. That's part of the fun for you. Mm-hmm. Radio Eight Ball. It's just a flippity gibbet. This is all. This is all fanciful. So if we make mistakes, just think of those as benefits for you. You get to be the smart one who figured out something that we didn't pick up on. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that with this because there's going to be a lot of beat happening fans listening to it and they're thinking, why did they get a guy to host the show? who doesn't even really know a lot about Beat Happening. And it's like, well, I may not know a lot about Beat Happening, but if you ever ran into Calvin Johnson at the P.O. Box, no, that's my, that's my Beat Happening experience. So anyway, it's been a blast. Uh, we blast first, we blast last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then you can do the wrap-up. <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. Well, uh, well. First of all, thanks to well, thanks to you, Sandman, for inviting, for introducing me to all your friends, not just for this show, but inter- introducing me and our audience to Ermina Jean yeah. and to Carolyn Keys and to all the all Caroline Keys and to all the friends that they invited. Yeah, uh, it's thank, just been a blast. thank you for bringing joy to Missoula and helping to unveil the soul of of Missoula. That was your question in the my original first question, show, yeah. but it's happening. Yeah, it's you know, people are really. Uh, groovy 
I want to come back. I remember playing in Missoula as a band. It was one of the places we had it. We we felt like connect. We felt like we connected. So I wonder why I haven't been back because it has been a real. I've felt very loved by the people who have appreciated this, and uh, so it's it's a joy. And I have to think part of that has to do with this fantastic studio we've been hanging out in. You got to meet him in the first segment. But uh, all, those of, all of us who have been doing this have just seen our uh, our host in the studio at Black National, Chris Bauman, running around doing just setting up mics and having a great vibe and eating all my chicken taquitos when nobody's looking. <laughs> that might have been me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and no, it's just been it's been fa- fantastic. And if you're ever looking to do some recording in Missoula, Montana, this is the place. It is a groovy, groovy place to hang, and you'll see it in all the pictures. And it's just it's a blast. And I also want to thank the folks at Starburns Industries who put out this show and. And all, <clears throat> there's too many people to name, but all the guests who asked questions and everyone who participated, and in particularly with this one, to, to Calvin Johnson and Brett Lunsford for lending legitimacy to what we're doing by actually participating. It always is great when we are able to do a tribute show and have someone who is involved in the making of the music be there to just, you know. And I hope that when this comes out, they'll listen to it and maybe they'll learn something about their music that they didn't even know because the way it, rep- it resonates in other people's lives. Like, they don't know Bonnie, and Bonnie doesn't know them, but I bet there's something in her question that makes them both go... You notice I, I did leave a long pregnant pause because that's how they talk. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, anyway, thanks. thanks. Oh, yeah, Sandman. I just want to give a shout-out to Heather, the third... Uh, member of a beat happening. Oh, who, do shout, shout, who, shout! I don't. I met her once, but I don't really know her at all. And uh, she just played a, a key role in uh, when it was all guy bands and the, the punk, you know, Black Flag and Television and X and all those punk bands were playing. X had a woman in it. Okay, <laughs> but mostly it was guys and a lot of testosterone. And well, all of beat happening brought a little bit of a, a feminine energy. But especially Heather, yeah, and uh, and just her songwriting, and because I, I want to meet her, and uh, yeah, that's all. No, that's good. That's really good that you mentioned that. I'm sure that everyone who's a fan of the band, again, it's your responsibility here to represent the history of this band. So, is there? Oh, I guess before we totally wrap this up, is there anything that you feel like we didn't say about Beat Happening that? other than Heather, that anything that we didn't touch on or that you think is important that gets shared? Well, one thing is they never broke up. They just started other projects, so they like to say that. Like, they, they didn't break up. They're, they're still a band, so we're not a posthumous cover band. We're, they're still alive. Covering a current band. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> more or less. And uh, also just, it, I'm glad they were gracious because what Calvin and Brett and Heather stood for was DIY, do it yourself, write your own songs, book your own tour. So this is a kind of a funny thing to be doing. A, a, a beat happening cover band is kind of a paradox in a lot of ways, but they didn't complicate it. They mm-hmm. just said, oh, it is what it is. We'll support them because we like Chris and this might, you know, I don't know. They got it somehow in spite of, I could have been schooled like, or ridiculed, but instead they totally support 
supported me and us and you. So yeah. I just really appreciate that. that there was no judgment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, on that note, let's bring to a close these Missoula sessions. I am looking for. I really. I intend to come back and do more of these. I can't. I can't wait to find out how this all lands in this town. I feel like a lot of people who participated are very been writing to me enthusiastically waiting for when this comes out. So I feel like the month of April for Radio 8 Ball in Missoula is going to be an exciting time. And when this plays, I guess uh, that exciting time will be coming to an end and we'll be looking towards the next thing. So until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities connections with the natural world and all the inspiration you can handle. It's a good show!